0: Everybody, it's Jamie. It's January 1st, 2024, and like Jonah, I also felt inspired to record a New Year's message for you. Um, there's something I just love about New Year's, um, something about the new beginning, a new start, like leaving the past year behind and starting fresh, looking forward. And... I'm right there with Jonah. Um, I love the vision boards and the goal setting and looking forward to the future. But I also love doing end of the year reflections of looking back on what an awesome year it was. Even if it was a hard year, there's still many things to be thankful for and blessings to count. Um, And looking back on all the things that God has done. I was listening to a sermon recently and they talked about how um, back in the Bible, old Bible days, they used to build pillars to commemorate or like memorialize things that God has done for them and brought them through. And it was a good reminder for future generations when they would walk by one and they could ask, you know, an, an elder grandparent or whoever, like, what is this one for? And, you know, it could be like, oh, well, that's when god did this for us or god brought us out of that and it helps us to have faith and believe in the promises because we can look back and see where he's been faithful before and um there are so many things that he has brought me out of this year um they would definitely deserve some kind of pillar or memorial in my house I don't know how I would do that for weed addiction, (laughs) but, um, it certainly deserved a spot in my book, my, my journal, um, some of the other things are, like, all the concerts that we've been to this year, places we've traveled, family we've seen, um, it's just been an amazing year, and I don't leave out the bad stuff either, you know, um, my dad passed away this year, so I got him in there, and my husband and I separated, and that was definitely hard. So, probably two of the hardest things I've had to go through, and I'm still able to see this past year as an amazing year. Um, I want to, con- before I continue, I want to pray for you guys. I haven't done that in the last couple of episodes, and I definitely don't want to forget again. So... Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day, and thank you for all our many blessings. Thank you for all our beautiful listeners out there. Um, I want to pray for all of them. Everyone, under the sound of my voice, I just pray blessings and protection over you, and I pray that God um, is just looking out for you and helps you with whatever you're struggling with. Obviously, weed addiction, but anything else, um, help you get to that root cause of what's going on and help you overcome it. Help you to look back on this last year with uh, gratitude and thankfulness, but also look forward to the coming year with uh, positivity and hope. Um, thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, so I have this New Year's theory, and it has proven correct for over a decade now in my life. Whatever, However my New Year's goes, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the year. I've had crazy, chaotic, dramatic-filled New Year's, and the whole year was exactly like that. This one year, my husband and I went to a New Year's party, and um, it was also like a, a work holiday party at a place that we both worked at. And we were supposed to bring either a bottle of booze or like a food item, like a side dish or something. So we brought a bottle of Captain Morgan and some deviled eggs. Well, but I didn't realize the, the host had a bottle of Captain Morgan 100 proof. And that's what he was making my drinks with rather than the bottle that I had brought. Would have been nice to know. So I got way too drunk and my husband was drinking tequila and I honestly don't think he has since then because it was a horrible night. Luckily, we only lived like three blocks away so we had just walked over and planned on walking home. We were so drunk we kept falling off the sidewalk and we get home and we get in the huge fight, like the worst fight we would ever been in at that point in our relationship. I left. I um, threw my glasses somehow in my vehicle and never found them, ever. Like, I threw them up on the dash because I was, like, crying so hard and never found them. And I left like that. Like, I can't see well enough to drive without my glasses. I mean, I can make out things, but if somebody walked out in front of me or something, like, I don't know if I would be able to avoid them. And I was trashed on top of it. Like, I had no no business driving. But I did. I left because I was so mad and I just went and parked at the park and sat there and cried until I was too cold and came home. It was so stupid. And that entire year was just a mess. It really was. Um, Until the end of it when our first daughter was born in November, that was awesome and kind of Um, set us straight, I guess. Something about becoming parents will make you take a hard look at your lives and become more responsible. Um, But I've also had other years, like that year that I was arrested and went to jail, that New Year's I had planned on partying at my house and, well, my daughter and I had gotten sick. And so I told my roommate and my nephew they could go ahead and still hang out downstairs in the basement and party or whatever we were upstairs sleeping, and I woke up, and to screaming, and door slamming, and I was like, what is going on, so I went downstairs to check it out, and there's these two, I'll say females, but they weren't, (laughs) like, this was back before... I had really ever met or known any other trans people. And that was my first experience with a trans person. And it was because she, she looked like a female until they spoke to me and then their voice was very deep. And that was my first clue. But the thing that shocked me the most is I had never met these people before and they were in my house. And my roommate and my nephew were nowhere to be found. So it was just crazy, drama-filled night, and the rest of the year that year was crazy and drama. I mean, I went to jail and dealt with a lot of interesting females in there. But then I've also had amazing, nice, calm New Year's, um, and the year was fine. And I completely had my heart broken on New Year's, um the heartbreak that Jesus healed when I was saved that happened on New Year's um 10 years ago exactly from this New Year's so um I've been kind of dreading that all year thinking about it but now that it has come I I can think back on it with fond memories you know there was good times in my life and that's why it was so heartbreaking it was because I lost not just a person but a lifestyle that was so amazing and it's like that old saying, you know, it's better to have lost, to love and lost than to have never loved at all. And so I guess if I had the choice to, like, erase all those memories and get rid of the bad, but I'd also lose the good, I don't know if I would. There was a point in my life where I would have, yeah, but now I Jesus has healed so much of that heartache that it's okay, I'll accept I'll take the bad if I can still remember the good. Um, So anyways, this New Year's has been off to a great start. Um, The girls and I just kind of had an easy, chill night at home. Like, I kind of approach New Year's with intention now. (laughs) Like, I purposely try to have a drama-free, quiet New Year's. And it was. We watched a couple movies and ate some popcorn and dinner and everything. And uh, their dad came over and we played some games. It was nice. And then today has just been a day full of blessings. I spent the day with them. Um, We honestly cleaned the house and organized a little bit, which was nice. It's always nice getting rid of clutter and organizing your life to make your life easier. You know, like I have this cabinet by the front door and it has all of our, our clothes that you wear outside, like coats and hats and gloves and all that stuff. And I finally cleaned out the bottom drawer and put our socks in there because It just makes sense to have socks by the front door because that's where your shoes are and you're going to be putting them on to leave. And we'd always be in a rush and running late and we'd have to, oh, run back to the bedroom to find socks. And so, yeah, anyways. Um, and then today I worked and it was crazy busy. I have never had a night like that. Ever. I took over 30 deliveries by myself and we even had to call in another delivery driver to help and one of the cooks even stepped in and helped. It was crazy. Most tips I've ever made in one night. And so I'm excited. I'm like, yes, I pray that that is foretelling my year because I have big money goals this year and that is going to get me there faster. So, yeah, New Year's. It's a new beginning, and we are looking forward to our best year yet, right? We got this. Um, I heard an interesting sermon on Sunday. It totally goes with what I want to talk about, what I've been wanting to talk about on here for a while, and it is... You know, we are addicts, and we are here. We found this podcast because weed is an issue for us, and we want to quit. We want to get rid of it. Well, if you're like me, and weed is your drug of choice, then when you quit it, it leaves a giant hole in your life. There is a void, and that happens with... even. It doesn't even have to be your drug of choice. It can be any drug, because... I think your drug of choice can maybe change if you've replaced it with something else. Like, um, it's been 10 years ago, this, around this time, actually, 2000, the end of 2014, when I first, well, I can't even say first, I've quit smoking tobacco so many times, but like, officially it stuck in 2014, So 10 years ago, and uh, I smoked a lot of weed (laughs) when I quit smoking cigarettes, and so I just replaced one habit with another. And then fast forward to 2021, when I quit smoking weed, I started smoking cigarettes again, and i have never ever gotten back into it like full on like I used to like I don't think I could ever smack smoke like a pack a day or anything like that but I definitely was getting back into it and then I tried vaping which was I felt like which was way better because it doesn't taste as bad it doesn't smell as bad um but yeah anyways it's still a drug it's still nicotine and it's not good for you but that helped me quit weed. And then I was left with nicotine to have to quit. <laughs> so then a year ago, around this time again, I quit nicotine. And then you guys know my story with weed. Delivered in January. Officially quit in April. So, and then I remember um, mentioning too on the podcast with, in one of the conversations with Jonah... When I quit weed in 2021, I replaced it with food, too, and tea. Like, I love drinking hot tea, so I'd make me, like, black tea with, like, coffee creamer in it and honey and coconut oil. It's super yummy. And um, so that's how hard it was in 2021 to kick that weed habit. I literally replaced it with three other things. Like, food, tea, and tobacco, or nicotine. And it wasn't great. I mean, being addicted to tea probably isn't the worst, but the food wasn't great. Like, I I worked so hard that year to lose weight, and then I just gained it all back and then some. And I do that. Like, I've been trying to pinpoint and figure out why... I my weight fluctuates so much. Why do I do really really good and fast and lose the weight and then turn right around and give up and gain it all back? And I think that's what it is. Is I will be in a good place with food and then I'm maybe use it to replace something else. I don't know, but that's what I did. I replaced weed with burritos and. It's just not good. You gotta replace the bad with good. You can't replace the bad with more bad. Or you're just never gonna get anywhere. You're just gonna keep like changing your addiction. You're still addicted. And that's why it's so huge to get to the root cause of your addiction. And I feel like I'm finally there. I've changed so much in my environment this year gotten rid of a lot of toxicity in my life and that is huge um I have peace in my home and my heart and I don't feel the urge to smoke when I'm stressed or drink or whatever so um cross addiction is a real thing it's a struggle and I got my bible and my MA book both open here, prepared for a great podcast episode. So anyways, I'm going to read here what the MA book says, because there's actually a section that says, The Dangers of Cross Addiction. And it says, When we give up the drug of our choice, a void is created. The initial struggle to abstain from marijuana use often leaves us vulnerable. To fill this void, we may start to use or increase the use of other substances such as alcohol, cocaine, pills, or other self-prescribed drugs. Although we may not now be addicted to these substances, their use can lower our inhibitions, leaving us open to repeating old patterns of thinking and behaving that can lead back to marijuana use. The fact that we became addicted to marijuana reflects a tendency towards behavior that may lead to cross-addiction or substitution addiction to these substances. So it's a thing. It's not just us. Like, we're addicts. Um, we got to replace that, that urge, that crave, with something. And so, here's some suggestions that i seen on an Instagram post a while back. Replace smoking with breath work. Like if you're used to going outside and smoking a cigarette, maybe go outside and do some breath work instead. So when you're stressed and you feel the urge to go out, you're still doing that. Um, that was one of my things is I would go out and I would I would make myself a cup of tea and go sit out on the porch and drink my tea instead of smoking a bowl or a cigarette. Um, you can replace drinking alcohol with more water or tea or any other drink of your choice, I guess, as long as it's like a healthy drink. Because, again, if you're just replacing it with pop or something, that's not that's not going to help you. you got to replace the bad with the good. You can replace worrying with worship. I love that. You can replace complaining with gratitude. You could replace failing with learning. You could replace overthinking with action, toxic friends with mentors, you could replace TV with reading, you could replace sitting with exercising, blame with accountability, and finally replace I can't with I can. You know, I heard something recently. I think it was at the jail on Thursday night. Um, chaplain shared something, and it was—it's very interesting. It's like, so, does evil exist on its own? No, evil is just the absence of holiness or righteousness, right? Does darkness exist on its own? Or is darkness just the absence of light? I thought that was pretty cool. Um, So if you're in a dark place, you just got to shine some light on it. Shine some light on your situation. Um, And who is the light? Jesus is the light. Um, You can get in your Bible. You can... Put on a podcast or a sermon or worship music. Shine some light in that darkness. I also heard another thing recently that said God loves addicts. Because we are passionate. We are worshipers. We will bow down. We have a soul that wants to be taken captive. And he knows that if he could switch our passion, switch our addiction, if he could get us to light up over his word like we light up over our drug of choice, if we could run to his spirit like we run to the bottle, if we could run to church like we run to that joint, He would get the best worshipper ever. And hell would be scared. That's crazy. We are passionate people. We don't do anything (laughs) half-assed. It's all or nothing with us. Because if we could find a happy medium, we wouldn't be here, right? We wouldn't be addicts. We would just be pot smokers. So, turn that passion into something good. Like Jonah is doing. He's reading his goals every day. He's looking at his his why. Who he wants to be and how he's going to get there. Why is he doing this? Why does he not want to smoke weed anymore? <sighs> Write down those verses, those Bible verses that help you remember that. Anytime you think of a reason why you don't want to smoke weed anymore, write it down. Think of a a negative reason why you don't want to. Like, smoking weed makes me terrible at math. I cannot math when I'm high or even just, like, been smoking it. And... I'm a homeschooler, I have to be able to math. Like I, even in my job, I have to be able to count back change. If not, I screw myself out of tips. It's important. So like weed makes me bad at math and not smoking weed makes me better at math. Like my memory is so much better now. Like I got I got compliments the other day when I was serving like waiting tables. I had a table of like eight people and I didn't write any of it down like I don't need to anymore I remember all their drinks and everything they ordered and I got a better tip because of it so replace the bad with the good find something you're passionate about that's not weed and go from there put it put it into put that passion to good use So, anyways, Happy New Year's, guys. Um, I think that's all I have. I hope that you guys can all choose joy today and hope for your tomorrow. Peace out.